Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Evening Drones. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed your Labor Day. I did the birthday. I don't think... Did we do one after my birthday? I feel like we did one that Sunday. Did we do one that Sunday? Eh. Anyway, you know. Yeah, yeah, we did. Cool. There we go. Did a birthday. Thanks, everybody, that said uh, happy birthday and the lights. Did you guys hear the siren in the background just a minute ago, by the way? I don't know if you could hear that. This is this is a, a a New York thing, right? Like there's just always noise. So yes, there's a siren in the background. Um I got this weird thing going on in my spot, right? So I got I live, you know, I live in Harlem, renting from some folks. They rich, by the way. Like I, I don't like necessarily know if there's anything I really get from sharing this with you, but like I can tell you like they rich. So like, you know, those things that kind of like by like this big. Okay. I, I guess, you know, audio for you people probably about an inch or so like wide, you know, foot or two long or whatever it is. And, you know, you hang your fancy artwork from them. Right. So they've got them. Let me count. There's like three over there. There's like one right here. Is one, two, three, you know what I mean? So, like, we're approaching about 10 of those, right? So, in the last few days or so, I've been trying to, you know, get some stuff to put up on the walls, you know, try to decorate this thing up a little bit, you know, somehow, some way, you know, make some good finds, whatever it is. But let me tell you what I have learned. You got to be pretty damn rich to have, like, 10 of those things up here on the wall. And I'm presuming that all them things went up there because there was something that was on them. Like, I don't feel like they were put there on some just in case we find something. Oh, no, no, no. And the reason I don't presume it was up there, I know just in case we find something is I saw my landlord's ring. Like, you know, she got to like, it's the two of them, right? Whoever, whoo, whoo, that thing was impressive. Um, What was the point that I was going to make about them? And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like New York. So there's one odd thing about the place, though. So over my bed and the room is set up in such a way that you would presume that this is really like the only place for you to put a bed, right? Like this is logically where you would put the bed. So above my bed is this window and it's like a hole in the wall effectively, but a window nonetheless, the damn thing face East and it ain't got no, no, no shade on it. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but when the sun comes up, comes up in the east, the east, my brother, the east. So when the sun wake up, your boy wake up too. And there's like another window in there. So like there's a couple rooms in here that got them shades. You know, you hit the button and then like blackout come down. Somehow the bedroom is not one of those, man. I get all the light. I think I may have told you this already, but your boy got to sleep with a mask these days. Yeah, because I got to get all the dark that I can. Yeah. This is real first world problems that I'm giving you. Real first world problems. Anyway, the moral of the story is even when you are inside in New York City, you are outside in New York City because there's something cracking always on the outside. And the dude Rick says you need some thick curtains. Wow. Thanks for that observation that I never would have considered myself. Whoa. Ain't that something? Yes, 
I'll see if I can do that. Here's the thing about that, though. Like, and this is just kind of like being a renter. Like, them curtains, you got to measure, and they're going to be particular to the windows that you have at the current time. And it just doesn't feel right buying something like that for a place you are renting on principle. That just on GP, it doesn't feel right. Now, that being said, as we discuss this on principle, um, I will never forget this. Uh, when I was in corporate housing, when I moved to Miami, they didn't have wireless. All they did was give you, I lie to you not, a really, really long Ethernet cord. Which, I have to say, in a lot of ways was like an upgrade over the wireless because it was faster and it did like pretty much go all the way around, right? Um. Anyway, I was telling somebody about that and they're like, fool, why don't you just go buy a router? I was like, huh, ain't that something? I believe I told you about that router, by the way, where I started moving myself out of corporate housing early, but it was not at the end of my term. And then I went in there one day to try to clean everything out before the end. And A, they had stole all my co-hangers. Um, and B, I had left the router in there and I came back and them jokers had like printed labels on it that had the wireless password and everything else. Like they was about to house my router. They knew damn well they didn't give me no router. They knew damn well they gave me that long ass Ethernet cord. Why? Because when people were trying to get the internet right, what they did was give them long ethernet cords. Yeah. Anyway, um, even outside you are in, even inside of New York, you are outside. I had a New York thing happen today, and I don't even know. Like this is somewhat a New York thing, but not entirely a New York thing. But this does happen, and I think this is something that like. I'm trying to figure out the easiest solution to, and I really feel like I need to figure it out by tomorrow, right? So um, it was a little rainy today around the city. Like, it never got to a point where it was, like, really coming down, at least not when I was outside, but it was a little rainy today. And one day, a couple weeks ago, I was out, and it started raining. And I'm like, okay, cool. I need to get me an umbrella. And so I went into the drugstore, and I bought an umbrella, and I think that umbrella cost like $15 or something like that. And if that umbrella cost $15, I feel like that umbrella was like $13 overpriced. And the reason I say it was like $13 overpriced, maybe $14 overpriced, I don't know really what they're going for these days. But that umbrella was literally no more effective than a newspaper. Like if I had just bought a newspaper and held the newspaper over my head, it would have given me every bit the protection from the elements that that umbrella gave me so i just wound up throwing that umbrella away like it was causing me more problems than it was providing solutions so it was raining a little bit today but never like fully coming down raining but see i don't have like like you gotta get a real umbrella right like i understand why people got the little bitty umbrellas you know especially like women can fit in your purse or whatever and it's cumbersome to be walking around with an umbrella and the umbrella puts you in like a weird place because if you ain't leave the house with you know it's like it's all these different things about the umbrella like i'm convinced the whole the entire umbrella business thrives on the idea that you ain't got no umbrella right now for whatever reason, maybe because you left your umbrella somewhere, you lost your umbrella somewhere, whatever it is. But like the umbrella business and the lighter business are operating on the same principle. You don't have one of these right now. Right. So you just wind up getting more, getting more, getting more. So anyway, I need to get an umbrella. Right. But needing to get an umbrella is something that you only consider when. You only think about it 
when it's actually raining or that you know that the rain is coming. Now, this it would be a bit of a problem no matter where you are, except I live in New York and living in New York means I don't drive anymore. So like otherwise, in other circumstances, if you need to get an umbrella, you run to get to your car. Maybe your car is in a garage, but you make that dash. You get to the car, you jump in, you go to the parking lot or wherever it is that you're going to purchase this umbrella from. You run from there, you go in, you get the umbrella, boom, problem solved. So um, I ride the train to work. It ain't really raining. I go in, handle a couple of things, and then I'm looking. I'm like, all right, it's not raining so much right now. I need to go get me an umbrella. And so it's New York City, right? And see, one thing about New York that people will tell you is that you can get anything you need in New York at any given time. And that is correct. And there are certain things that you can just like walk outside and walk a couple of blocks and then boom, you're going to have what you need. Yeah, but that's not absolute. Like you come to expect that, right? Where it's just like, I need to get something. So where are you going to get it from? I don't know. I'm just going to, you know, go walk. It'll turn up. Right. So I made that decision today from work. I'm walking. I'm walking. Man, I walked 11 blocks. I ain't seen nobody selling no kind of umbrella, and I'm just looking at New York like y'all kind of slacking right now. Like, I can't be the only person that's in this situation. I mean, I walked literally, I walked 11 blocks, and then it just got to a point where it's like, okay, I don't know where the umbrella is, but I need to get back to work, but I ain't walking back because it would be my luck that I start walking back, and then all of a sudden the damn sky opened up. So anyway, I get in the cab. I ride over there to the job. I dodge the I dodge the elements well enough because I still don't have an umbrella, and I still don't know where to buy an umbrella because they ain't really like umbrella stores. Yeah, tra- yeah. When nobody buy translation with no umbrella, I don't understand why they wasn't there. I don't know. But it ends up being a bit of a dilemma of life is you only realize you need an umbrella when you need an umbrella. And then you got to walk in the rain to find the umbrella. And instead, how about I just get your cab? How about that? Like my man saying Midtown by 6th Avenue, bro, I ain't got no reason to be over there. I need an umbrella where I'm at. And like I say, I can go get an umbrella at the corner. But that's a newspaper. Your boy need a little bit more than that. Get a little bit more. Anyway, let me think of anything else of a particular note has happened since the last time I talked to you. No, no, no. That's about it. Anyway, let us go on to your questions. Hopefully they are entertaining. And I think I said something about doing a full full hour. It's probably a lie. Did the possibility of a major hurricane ever cross your mind while living in Miami? Wow. What a strange question. Um, so as many of you know, I lived in Miami for four years. Did the possibility of a major hurricane cross my mind when I lived in Miami? Dude, the college football team in town is called the Hurricanes. Why do you think that is? 
I mean, yeah, you think it's possible. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you live in Miami, you understand it is possible that a hurricane might come through. Um, they don't really come through that often, but yeah, there's a possibility that a hurricane might come through. I mean, okay. Now, the thing was, um, last year, I forget what the storm was, but there's a hurricane that's supposed to come that's supposed to blow us off the map. And like every time you looked at the little satellite weather thing or whatever, and it blew through, yo, man, like it looked like it was going to be the realest deal. And it was a, this dude says, was that Hurricane Hugo? Hurricane Hugo was in 1989. Anyway, um, I don't know how this happened, but like if there's ever been a near miss, it was that hurricane last year. Like every time I looked at the map, it was like, yo, the hurricane's right to hit you. Hurricane's about to hit you. Hurricane's about to hit you. That hurricane like really hit everything but where we were. Everything but. Like I think it might have hit two towns up. It was that close. Yeah, it's been unsettling. Bit, 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 un- yeah, 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 bit unsettling. And see, the thing is, you know, in Miami, everybody knows all the tricks because they're like always prepared. So, like, you got to get a tank of gas, for example, because the thing is, you have people who live through Andrew and the storm comes and it takes out the gas, you know, messes up the situation for you getting gas and you got to ration out your one tank of gas for however long because your job may be, I mean, whatever gas you got because your job may be back open, but uh, that don't mean the gas, uh, the gas station is, right? So you go try to get gas because that's the thing everybody knew is make sure before the storm hit that you got a full tank of gas. Dog, the gas station was cracking, and the only way the gas station wasn't cracking is that the gas station didn't have gas. Now, you wind up um, on situations like those. But no, man, pull them shades down, everything they say you're supposed to do to make sure that, like, glass don't wind up going through the house and all that stuff. Didn't hit. Did not hit. Like, woke up in the morning. It's one of those you wake up and you're like, I don't want to open one eye. And you're like, nah, man. Didn't hit. But yes, I did think about that. Ain't that something? Appreciate the question. Hey, Lance, get this Navi dude out of here. He stays doing ridiculous things in the chat room. Let's see what else we got here. Can we talk about the previous episode Insecure? I'm over here stuck as to why Issa was so mad. Am I naive? Hashtag Team Lawrence. I will once again state that I don't understand why anybody feels like they got to join a team on this ridiculous show. So well, we got one more episode left. Like I got to make a real decision about how invested I am in what happens to these fictional people. Like I like 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 I really do. I, I I have to make a call on this because I feel like my decision to start watching this program has like it's turned into something I didn't sign up for. All I was looking for was a television show that I might that might be good. Next thing I knew, I wound up in everybody's lives, feelings, and life experiences. Like this this is not what I came for. This is no, 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 no. But this is like, this is what this is. So anyway, I watched Insecure. 
And so this thing, what the they were um uh the bougie one, um Amanda Seals character, whatever her name is, right? Then she have a little party, um, and invite all these people over. And there was a seating chart. And I felt like the second you walked in and saw that there was a seating chart, no matter who you were, man, you better let them bougie fools do whatever it is they do at that point. Like, that is clearly at that moment a party I do not feel like attending. All right. Not here for it. But anyway, so you guys let me know. Y'all in the chat room, you can make sure I got this right. Just want to make sure my interpretation thinks is what it was. Wasn't Issa out here? trying to get old buddy who shaved his chest hair to come with her to that party, except he messed around and said the wrong thing about when he, um, you know what I'm saying? I got that right, right? Isn't that how that went? So anyway, she tried to get homie. Homie talked himself out of it and really did. Like, what a strange play. He's like, well, I guess now you know how I felt. What kind of passive-aggressive nonsense is that, right? Like, you need to make peace with that way earlier than that. You need to make peace with that a long time ago. Like, you need to make peace with that before you made the decision to pick up her phone call when she came back around. Like, right? Like, that is that that is what you need to do. He didn't make peace with that, so then they wound up all mad at each other on the back and forth, whatever, so she show up at the party with her brother. All right, your mans, because he makes the worst decisions, your mans is like, sure, why not sleep with a woman at my job? What could possibly go wrong? I guess he doesn't live in an apartment complex, so he couldn't date anybody there, although old stupid Issa did that one. Ooh, that was a bad play. Um, anyway, so he rolled up in there with the boo from work and now it's all downhill, right? Now, by the way, the boo from work knew that, uh, the ex-girlfriend was going to be there and she still showed up like, oh no, my brother, like that, that one right there, you got to do that on your own, right? You, you, you need to go in there and find your piece. I don't really feel like I need to be there with you. But the problem is the boo from work appears to be unflappable, right? Like she's looking at that like, Psh, y'all do whatever it is y'all going to do. I ain't tripping. Right? And so she's just like, yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. I'll do this. Like I'd love to hear her on the phone, like calling her friends after that was over, just being like, dude, let me tell you what happened last. Let me, look, yeah, let me tell you about this one, right? And so anyway, then they wind up outside on the street and they screaming at each other. And she screamed at him about how she supported him when he was depressed. And he screamed at her and calls her a hoe and all this stuff, which is, I mean, look, I understand that a lot of this, like, so part of it is that a whole lot of this show is based on this notion that there is such thing as a hoe, right? And see, I don't really subscribe to that when you live your life. And maybe I just feel like I ain't the type that's got the room to judge. But either way it goes, like, I don't really get, like, too caught up in those classifications. So she out here talking about how she got her hotation or whatever it is, and she laugh about it, except the fact that you even, like, really look at it or view it or discuss it in um, those terms gives a certain implication that you believe that there's some shame in how you live, and there's some shame in what you're doing. you just out here doing it, but you got some shame in it when you think about it that way. And then your man out there call you the exact thing to your face because he absolutely sees some shame in it and all the misogyny that clearly goes along with it. And I'm watching them go back and forth, and I'm just like, yo, y'all are mad, right? 
And so you say you stuck over here as to why she was so mad. Are you naive? I don't even think um, there's any naivete involved in this. They mad because they mad. Yo, man, he's a whole life. He's a whole life breaking down. He's a whole life broke down as her car, right? Her car broke down. She ain't got the bread to get that straight. They about to jack her rent up. You know what I'm saying? Man, you know, she had the thing going with Buddy. That didn't go. You know, she trying to be out here living this life that she ain't built to live on a number of levels. She don't know what to do with herself. And then she came home and tore up her crib. It ain't never going to be that. Like, that was the worst place. Like, like she tore up stuff that she going to have to replace. And you know what you got to do to replace it? That's right. Spend money. Like, that was really, really, really not a wise play. Like, actually, I saw that, and I really thought that your best solution would probably be just to go find you a gym and pay for a year's membership right there because whatever that costs would probably be less money than tearing up all that stuff at your crib. It was a bad play. Don't think it's the way that she should have approached the situation. I'm certainly, you know, certain that she would look back on it and have some level of regret, but that's just what that is, man. She just all the way stressed out. And other buddy is, you know, just kind of like, yo, he's still salty. Right? I totally understand how it is that he was still wild and salty. Like, let us not forget that old old buddy that shaved his chest. Didn't he roll up on her at that like work function? And and the homie Lawrence was there. All right, yo, 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 let, let's stop and think about this one more time. This dude rolled up, not just at a work function, but at a work function that he was at. Again, hey, hey, I mean, I, I can understand why that might be a lot to let go of. I can see. Right now, that doesn't absolve all like the other sucrific tendencies that I believe this Lawrence dude has. But yeah, I can see that. That'll do it. I mean, I think you got to cut the dude a little bit of slack on that one. That's like there's a certain level of traumatic uh, that goes along with that. But yeah, that whole dinner was a bad idea. Oh yeah, and then wasn't the thing that uh, Molly showed up, and then um, the light skinned dude um, who apparently has gotten very far in the acting world without doing any like introspection about that grill. Anyway, you know, that whole thing wound up happening. I'm trying to figure out how exactly she's going to receive the swift roundhouse kick next episode because I feel like a roundhouse kick is coming because this don't sound like no open marriage. This sounds like what that dude just telling you. Like, that's it. That's it. That's what this appears to be. It sounds like the swift kick is on the way. Now, was the wife at the dinner? I can't even remember. I don't feel like I was paying close enough attention to have an answer to that. So the wife was at the dinner. Oh, well, okay. So wife was at the dinner, but he wound up knocking boots with her in the bathroom. Okay. Ain't no open in this marriage. I'm sorry. I hadn't really paid attention to that little detail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ain't no open marriage. You know why ain't no open marriage? Because even if it was an open marriage, you're not about to bring her up in my face. 
Like, everybody's tripping on that one. Everybody's tripping on that one. Whoo, that's going to go bad. That's going to build bad. And, in fact, that reminds me, now that I know this, I have a copy of the script for the next uh, episode of Insecure. And I want to read to you some of the dialogue. <clears throat> Hold on, let me make sure I get this right. I had to scroll down a little farther. Here we go. Woman to woman. Have you ever been in if you've ever been in love, then you know how I feel. And woman to woman. Now, if you were in my shoes, wouldn't you have done the same thing, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about to get real Shirley Brown up in this piece. Real, real, real soon. Like, the only thing that's messing this up is the fact that they already do each other. Otherwise, it'd have been like, yeah, I was going through my man's pockets. That came across your phone number. Because hey, what the thing about Woman to Woman, by the way, as a song, and I guess some of y'all don't know Woman to Woman by Shirley Brown, but you go check out Woman to Woman. Woman to Woman the realest talk in the world. Like I'm looking at it right now. Hello, may I speak to Barbara? Barbara, this is Shirley. You might not know who I am, but the reason I'm calling you is because I was going through my old man's pockets this morning, and I just happened to find your name and number. My old man. That's how you know right there that she mean business. I don't think you want no problem with no woman who calls her dude her old man. Like a dude who calls his, his, his woman his old lady, that can mean a whole lot of different things. But if she call her her old man, you don't want those problems. So woman to woman, I don't think it's being any I don't think it's being any more than fair to call you and let you know where I'm coming from. Now, Barbara, I don't know how you're gonna take this, but whether you be cool or come out of a bag on me, you see, it doesn't really make any difference. But it's only fair that I let you know that the man you're in love with, he's mine. From the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, the bed he sleeps in and every piece of food he eats. You see, I make it possible. The clothes on his back, ha-ha, I buy them. The car he drives, I pay the note every month. I'd like to stop right there and say, however, Shirley, if these are the things that you are doing. Yeah, um, I believe the saying begins, don't check the pimp. Anyway, to move on. So I'm telling you these things to let you know how much I love that man. And woman to woman, I think he'll understand how much I'll do to keep him. And see, that right there, that is the part that reinforces what I just told you a moment ago. And what did I just tell you a moment ago? You don't want problems with a woman who calls her dude her old man. Also, as I hear this, I imagine a remix to this song that is basically Big Mike from Player Player. Remember that shirt that she got you on your birthday? I got two of those pair of pants and shoes on the first day. Because while she out here paying this dude, knowing he out here acting bad, 
Big Mike come up on the other side. You playing her for she playing you for your money. You playing her for your draw. You playing her for her draws. She take your money, bring it to me. I'm playing both of y'all. Anyway, one more episode of uh, SQ. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. Shalonzo Ball and Millennials chill on the Nas hate. So, I think you guys saw this where the young homie Lonzo said that the Migos and Future were real hip-hop and that Nas was irrelevant. And, of course, when Lonzo Ball said that, a bunch of 40-year-old guys got really offended. Bruh, let's take a moment to think about this for a second, okay? Illmatic came out. 23 years ago. 23 years ago. Now, when's the last time Nas had a hit? Like a real live hit. I mean, it's been a minute. Like, yo, if you are, like, I turned 37 uh, a little over a week ago. If you're in the ballpark of my age, man, you got to be real about the fact that, the, yo, our favorite rappers are old. Like, they're not elderly, but they're not young. You know what I mean? So, like, I thought about this when Run the Jewels 3 came out. Like, Run the Jewels 3 was really, really good as I'm listening to it, and I love it, and I don't know if any of these young boys are making music as good as this. And, no, I don't think the young boys rap as well as the cats from the previous generation because what it meant to be a rapper sonically was something completely different then, and I prefer what it was then. But whatever, all of that. Yo, man, Run the Jewels is not influencing the next generation of hip-hop. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what it's for. That's not, I mean, that's not, and that's cool, by the way, right? Like, it's cool that there's still rappers making music that's in my lane, right? Like, I'm still with it. Like, I still my vibe, and I still appreciate that. But, man, in terms of, like, being relevant to what's going on today, no, no, it's irrelevant. <laughs> like, I don't, I mean, I don't even know why anybody would have a problem with Lonzo Ball saying that. He's right. Nas is not a contemporarily relevant star. He's he, as a rapper, he is not relevant to what's contemporary. That's it. Like, yo, the boys like Domingos, man, yo, that's what's popping in the streets right now. They relevant. Like Kendrick Lamar is relevant. We can go through a whole bunch of other names. J. Cole, he's relevant right now. Right? You know, this cast this rapper for real that are relevant. Nas ain't relevant. Dude, if we're gonna be honest about it, Jay-Z isn't relevant. Like a Jay-Z album now when it comes out is like when a Stones, and I wrote this before, by the way. It's like when a Rolling Stones album come out in like late 80s or early 90s. Like that's where we are. It could be a very, very good record. But the point of this is not to influence the direction of where the music is going right now or even be a part of it. That's for the kids to do. Right? Like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Lonzo, like his age. Nas is twice his age. Twice his age. So he can be dope. He can be the God MC. He can be all those things. He ain't relevant to what these kids is talking about. And that's fine. Right? Nothing wrong with that. We got to get comfortable with the fact that, look, we got our lane now. And see, what we got, that's dope. So, like, somebody who's like 10 years older than me. Like, the rappers of that age group. 
they didn't have a place to really go and continue and put themselves in a position to truly have like a 20 plus year career. Like a big daddy, you know, like a big daddy Kane record wasn't coming out 10 years ago or whatever it was. Like that's not where the place is. So like cats my age, yo, we got cats that we've been listening to since we were in high school who's still rapping and they still making good music. Like we are fortunate to have that. We came at a time where rapping the whole aesthetic figured out a way to mature into a place where cats that we always love can still make music that we still rock with, but also isn't necessarily like clinging to what they were, but is also not out here like super trend chasing on what's going on. So like the way I look at it on that is you don't want to be Aretha Franklin. And, I mean, Aretha Franklin was like, I'm going to hold on to this as long as I can. There are some awful Aretha Franklin albums, and they really have to do with Aretha trying to jump on to whatever trend there is. Is the Aretha, uh, the Aretha disco record? Not nah, the bomb. Man, that A's Aretha stuff, I don't care what you say, man. That pink Cadillac ain't what time it is, but that's what happens when you're Aretha Franklin and you're still trying to be on top chasing what it is that the kids do. Right? It's a great way to wind up embarrassing yourself a great way right but we our rappers don't have to do that they don't you know so like big boy has got a lane and it don't matter if 15 year olds are about it you know and i'm good with that that's fine let them have what is relevant to them and ain't no reason to judge them for it right they into what they into Right? And a lot of that stuff be jamming. It ain't for me. Like, I ain't going to sit around and listen to but so much of it, and I find a young dude that I rock with from time to time. But no, nah, man, they don't need to chill on the Nas hate. Also, by the way, the reason why they don't need to chill on the Nas hate is that the people who are most offended by the Nas hate are the kind of people that will make you hate listening to rap because you just don't want to hear they shit. Right, the people that are most offended by Lonzo on that one are the most annoying people in the world to talk about rap with in general. And who's that? Nah, stands. Who more annoying to talk to about rap than the Nah stand? Exactly. So all that's gonna wind up happening is they're gonna make Lonzo and them boys hate him even more. Appreciate the question. By the way, somebody said the Eminem stand is more annoying than the Nas stand. Incorrect. Because the Eminem stand, Eminem stand, you can normally sniff out quickly. They don't have any idea of any rap other than Eminem. The Nas stand, man, he going to try to be out here trying to test you. Appreciate the question. Let's see. I'm 24 and trying to grasp a better understanding of 80s hip-hop. Can you explain what made people love LL Cool J so much because I don't see it? Now, what I don't know in you asking that is how much LL Cool J you listen to and what LL Cool J it is that you've listened to. And I think it's also important to consider, like, so 80s rap. I think that there's an adjustment in like listening to 80s rap because I imagine if you're like a youngster now that like listening to 80s rap isn't like terribly different than listening to like 1950s rock and roll. So like you can go back and you can listen to Sam Cooke or whatever it is, but you kind of got to retrain your ear or I think like overcome the idea that it sounds old. And 80s rap certainly compared to what you got now, like absolutely sounds old. Now, I think there's a frame of reference that people need to have generally about that like run dmc ll a couple other people really from that mid 80s period is that 
So a lot of the rap that you get in like that late 70s, early 80s stuff is really kind of smoothed out and like a cat like Curtis Blow. Like it's much more of a smooth sort of thing. Cats like Run DMC and LL Cool J, like that is a much more hardcore sound. Like I've heard Russell Simmons talk about this where he was like when he was a kid, he's like he hated Minnie Ripperton. I was like, I saw him talking about this in Vibe once. Like he had him listen to a bunch of records and said what he thought about them. And one of them, I think, was Love You by Minnie Ripperton, and he said he hated that. He was like, yo, when I was coming up, I wanted just the hardcore stuff. I wanted James Brown. Like, that's what he was about. So you kind of had to move out of that disco-oriented sound and into this more intense, you know, urgent sound in music. So, like, Run DMC, who are incredible. Like, I feel like I, if I have to go back and, like, explain to you what makes Run DMC dope, then I'm just never going to be able to do it, for example. Like, you go back and listen to them. They rapping so well. They rapping about so much. The stuff they're talking about still remains relatable. The chemistry they had, all that stuff, right? And so you go past Run DMC, and then you get to LL Cool J. So I think the first LL album came out in 1985. The thing about LL Cool J is LL Cool J was, A, really young when he first got started. B, could rap his ass off. Three was like a power hardcore rapper, right? And then you add on to that that women loved him. Like you could, I don't know if from the ground up, if you were to build an MC out of granite, if you could do better than like building a young LL Cool J, because LL Cool J's got some like all time sucker anthems. Don't even get me started on I Need Love, right? But also, LL's got this catalog, and it's like, yeah, there's rapping for the women, certainly. It's absolutely being done. But you'll listen to a lot of what LL's talk about in his rapping for the women songs, and you're like, oh, okay, nah, I ain't even mad at you about that. Like, you you still you still keeping this kind of real, right? And, you know, you kind of into what I'm into in some ways. Okay, cool. We could do that. So, like, you go back and listen, and it's just, he could do so much. He was so, so, so good at this. And as much as people think like the, oh, the rhymes from back in the day were all simple, man, you go out there and try to rap Rock the Bells. Like you try to do Rock the Bells at the top of your, you go try to rap I'm Bad, like, I'm Bad is so dope, right? Now, LL also, by the way, made one of the worst mistakes of all time, which is that whole Walk with the Panther album, which is the least likable album of all time. I don't know if there's ever been an album that you got to the end of and you're just like, yo, I hate the guy on this. Like, the dude that's rapping for every song, I hate him so much. Like, I'm that type of guy. Like, who wants to kick it with that dude? Like, on any level whatsoever, who wants to kick it with that dude? Nah, man, I say uh, Bigger and Deffer and Mama Said Knock You Out. Go run through those two, and I feel like you'll come back, and you'll be like, yeah, it's all right. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. How do you deal with your rage? What rage? Like, is this operating on the assumption that everybody's got some level of rage? I don't really deal with rage. Buddy, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm rich and somewhat famous. I'm doing pretty well. Lance, we already getting the veed out of here. Oh, here we go. You think that exclusive Wu-Tang album that Shkreli is trying to sell is any good? I mean, I'm assuming, right? Like, I don't think they just, you know, that's the one they made the one copy of and one person had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a possibility that it's good. 
Um, I don't even know what exactly is going on with Shkreli. I saw something that he did online. And, and I was just like, I mean, I find him to be like such a reprehensible human. Like, I mean, it's, it's just it becomes very difficult to see him and not just openly wish that someone would punch him in the face. Speaking of that. It takes me back to what I was talking about a little bit earlier with the umbrella. I can't begin to tell you how many times I considered jacking somebody for the umbrella today. Like, I wonder how often that happens, right? Like, it's raining, you out, you don't have an umbrella. Like, in, in, the, in the wild, wild west days in New York City, right? Like, the 80s and early 90s. Um, how often do you think it was that somebody was just walking down the street, and the next thing you know, bow, got you for your umbrella? Run that. Let me get that. Let me get that. Run that. Because somebody's like, it wasn't raining that hard. You're right. It wasn't that bad. I was trying to get the umbrella before it got that bad, Bernadette. Come on. And since it wasn't that bad, then people ain't need their umbrellas. So, like, I had a couple times. I was like, yo, if I wanted to, man, I could elbow somebody. Like, just, ah! Let me get that. But instead, I chilled. But for real, though, you can't blame me. I still got to figure out where to get an umbrella. All right, let me see what else we got here. Appreciate that question. Yeah, got to say, guys, fairly mediocre set of questions today. No beef because I asked you to do part of work. It's all good. But I had a long day. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on the Evening Jones. We try to get this thing done once a week. It's football season, so we're probably going to do this on Wednesdays. My man, Lance Gilliam, handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you. Uh, remember, if you don't catch the Evening Jones live, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the iTunes store. Subscribe at Stitcher Radio. Check us out on SoundCloud. Also, check us out at the Google Play Store. I'll talk to you guys next week. Take it easy.